This episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast is brought to you by Nudge, hosted by Phil Agnew, and it's brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. You ever noticed how the smallest changes can make the biggest impact? On Nudge, you learn simple, evidence-backed tips to help you kick bad habits, get a raise, and grow your business. In a recent episode, Phil tested $1,000 on some marketing principles. Some work, some don't. Uh, guest Nancy Harhut, who's been a guest of this show as well, and Phil put these principles to test in a set of real-life experiments. You'll learn what works and what doesn't. Listen to Nudge wherever you get your podcasts. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. This is John Jantz and my guest today is Mark Schechter. He's a best-selling author, keynote speaker, and original thinker. He's pioneered an entirely new system of creative thinking that empowers startups to Fortune 500 clients to build robust and sustainable enterprises while reshaping corporate cultures for unlimited innovation and growth. We're going to talk about his latest book, Think 8. Eight Steps to Ignite Your Creative Genius in Business, Career, and in Life. Uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about his proven method for unlocking creativity previously or previously only available to his uh, Global Think 8 clients. So, Mark, welcome to the show. Thank you, John. So, I, I first want to tackle the broad nature of your subtitle um, <laughs> that uh, um, uh, unlocking creative genius in business, career, and life. So are you suggesting that this is a uh, framework that you could apply if you were trying to advance your career, if you wanted a better life as well as grow a business? I mean, are you appealing to kind of anyone who wants to use a process to better something? Well, the uh, origins of the, of the process actually became in Hollywood where I was writing and producing and I was very curious about having a hit. My agent said, you know, just write me a hit. And I said, thank you, Elliot. He was with William Morris. I said, easier for you to say. And he right. said, but that's your job. So I just kind of embarked on trying to understand that element. How do I use my creative juices to up the odds, if you like. And it started there and all the research on these eight steps began there. But it then migrated because people in business outside of media said, uh, you know, could you come and give a motivational talk and mm -hmm. express how you do things? And that led to business. And then people were saying, well, you know, it reshaped the way I think about my career. And so what was happening is just this creative aggregation of ability and, and enhancement just seemed to kind of have a, a universal appeal. It wasn't anticipated that way, but it grew mm -hmm. into that kind of application, which was a nice thing to happen, but not anticipated initially. Well, and I could see that and we'll get into the, the actual eight steps, but you know, a lot of them are things that you might actually associate with personal development. Um, but let's face it, companies are made up of people, aren't they? Absolutely. Well, <laughs> it is all about, and you know this so well, John, it, it is the individual's own innate capacity and passion and inherent ability uh to just formulate solutions and yeah. if you give them the opportunity and the tools as you know so well to be able to tap into this and then be able to execute their dreams their passions and so on it's a wonderful thing to behold so the personal thing is always the focus of course so, so you actually <clears throat> talk <clears throat> excuse me introduce a 
uh, a concept of, of, you know, rather than growing a company, uh, really unlocking a company's true worth. I wonder if you could spend some time um, explaining what you mean by that. Absolutely. Companies typically uh, would start when there's an issue and they want to grow or, you know, um, expand exponentially. They'll, they'll tap into or they'll address the thing they're making or how they're making it. And where we start is the individuals behind that, that effort. And if they can up their creative quotient to solve those problems, they can solve any problem. So the focus begins with them and the ability of the tool and why it has proven itself is that uh, people, regardless of their background, coming around a table, an executive group, a board, they, uh, through the process, are able to kind of find consensus, creative consensus and formulate a vision that serves them all. And then that juice, that energy then is applied to solving that specific problem, but they also are empowered to solve, you know, uh, sustainable problems thereafter. So it, it kind of aggregates that, that consensus and uh, ultimately the alignment around all of that energy. And this is, seems to be the ticket if you can get everybody, I guess you would call it organizational physics, yeah. where everybody is really on the same vector. They're really pulling you know, forces in the same direction. So you, it's in the subtitle and you use it throughout the book, um, talk about creativity um, and n kind of new thinking on the role of creativity even. Um, and I and I do suspect there are some people that think, well, creativity, that's like the art department or that's, uh, you know, branding or, you know, that's, that's how we, you know, create some slogan or jingle. Um, but you're really applying it in a whole different way, aren't you? We are. I mean, it's so, it's, it's, it's a basic the basic capacity everybody has it you, you know the way you've created your business you you bake a cake you build a business you're, you're right. still using that idea of a nothing into a something it wasn't there before and now it is so if we can focus on an innate ability and and help somebody unlock it and then give them a tool to execute that particular problem combined with that energy that creative energy it's quite remarkable to watch and it serves them in ways that they hadn't thought about rather than diving into uh, how do we fix this particular problem so it's application for business and career as you're saying and others is really opened up uh, it, it does offer a, a more uh, abrasive way to look at creativity it's not just for artists and right. and you raise a real interesting point too because we bring the business of art to artists and the art of business to business and people think i'm not i don't have it i i'm not born with that i'm sure you ran in your life and people being you know John, stay with what you're doing or whatever. And you said, no, no, I see something else. I, I, I have something else in mind. And the creative capacity is inherent in everybody and they can, they can do whatever they want if they realize that they can. Well, well, how do you open that up? How do you open those channels up? Yeah. Well, and I, I do think that, um, and there are others that are certainly on this bandwagon about, but I do think we have to redefine, certainly in business, what creativity is. Uh, I mean, I think I think making a decision, um, you know, between path A or path B is a creative process, but, but so many people, you know, look at that as no, that's strategy or that's strategic thinking, but you know, every, almost everything we do in business takes some sort of element of creativity, doesn't it? Absolutely. But it's a question again, of where do you start on that process? Yeah. And you know, this very well from your work, when a person, this was the research, this was kind of the thing that opened it up for me when a person taps into what they're really meant to do, what they have right. actually examined their inner talents, their abilities innately, 
it does turn on the juices creatively. It's fascinating to watch because if they aren't focused on something that is meaningful to them, they think less about it. They, they don't seem to draw all their experience together to focus on a solution. So that creative energy um, is sort of ignited when it, starting with just understanding what they're really about and what their worth might be. And that's a, a very personal process, which is addressed in the eight steps, actually the step number one. Um, but it is it is basic to all. By the way, definition we use of creativity in business, but in life and career is, <laughs> and you'll love this because it comes from learning, you know, in Hollywood, ideas abound, uh, an idea fully executed. Mm. Just get it done. And that's genius to me. Anybody has an idea and they go, you know, I think I'd like to do this and that. And I go, well, here you go, here you go. And they go, did it. Yeah. I just hats off. I'm in admiration of that process. But that's the that's a great definition too, because I mean, the graphic designer can say, "Well, that's really what I'm doing with the logo, <laughs> right?" <laughs> Is I'm you know fully executing an idea. So I mean, it, it certainly applies to the more traditional creative arts as well. So let's let's get into the eight steps, and you you hinted at the first one being purpose. Now I have to. Um, I have to challenge you on this one only because, um, you know, every business book you pick up today says Absolutely. you've got to find your purpose. And I don't know right. anybody who really has actually, no, I shouldn't say that. That's a very tough step for people because they sit around a room and say, what's our purpose? Okay. Does everybody agree on those eight words? Good. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is the question. And yeah, how many, you know, you go on site and you type in purpose. Of course you get this millions of, the way we define it uh, is, really an impassioned reason, impassioned reason for wanting to create something. We keep it very simple, but we also make a distinction between a product purpose or product why and a personal mm -hmm. why. Oftentimes uh, people will jump in and go, well, I wanna create this uh, toothpaste because it whitens teeth. And we come back and go, why are you into the teeth whitening business at all? And it's fascinating when we sit down with a group of executives and we say, what's the purpose of your business? And they'll say, um, I want to build a car. I want to build a really good car. I want to build a family car. I want to build an inexpensive sports utility car. We have never had the same answer just asking that question from an executive team. But that's just the beginning because behind their choices to be in that business, in that place at that time, they're coming from life and experience and something that if you can tap into the real motivation behind their work, you know this so well, something happens. And then when that thing happens, it is beyond the purposefulness of the tool or the item or the service or the consulting. It's something that is meaningful to them. And I think the biggest thing we find, because our work has also been adopted to business schools where people have never asked themselves, I'm chasing an opportunity, but is it, does it matter to me? Is it meaningful? Hmm. And they've never, they don't seem to get access or nobody ever asked them why they're into accounting or doctoring other than I want to help people. But that's a very general statement. It's deeper well, than that. We find. I was going to say, what, the interesting thing about that is a lot of people would just tell you, I don't know. Mm. <laughs> I mean, it's like, this is what presented itself when I was in school. And so it seemed like a path and I did this. And 30 years later, I don't know why I'm doing this. Well, what we'd have them do in the process is we're very tactile. Yeah. Uh, while we have a platform digitally doing this, we also on site have them actually write down without overthinking 
the things that come to mind. And yeah. there's a whole process that we employ that I developed with my wife, Nancy Tridespotkin, who co-developed this whole program. And they put it down, put it down. And the things that come out are the craziest and wonderful things. Sure. And there it is. But it's, it's, it is the process we take them through. Your, your question is absolutely dead on. I don't know. I don't know. But you know what? It's buried. And we can go back and tap in and we find it. We always find it. But it can be very buried or somebody said that's silly or right. get real. You know, you know what that, that's like. Be yeah. real. You know, it's honestly, not now, not time. It's the world isn't ready for you. And you're going, I got to follow this thing. Yeah. So uh, it's there to be found. And, and we've been very fortunate to be able to actually unlock it. And I think one of the great things about a process like this that is very structured too is, you know, I, I think the real challenge, especially for like business owners, is we sometimes just don't give ourselves the space or permission to have these thoughts, uh, you know, because nobody asked us. They're asking us, like, how do we get the order out the door? <laughs> exactly. Well, you know, one of the interviews that you held and so on, I thought the questions were really wonderful, Nemo and so forth, and he was asking and trying to understand your past. And when you start to answer the question, if I read about you and didn't understand that part, I would have mm -hmm. missed the whole part yeah. because what was coming out was your journey and your passion and what made you just stick with it. Uh, there are people that come to us that have done everything. I mean, you know, all of the major consultancies and so on, they've been through it all and they go, I don't know, you know, we've got the bottom end. We seem to kind of understand systems operations, but something isn't turning over. We have a mission statement. We have a, you know, these various things, mandates, and I go, do you love it? Do you just love it? And they go, nah. <laughs> uh, and, uh And we learned this again, coming from uh, Hollywood background stuff, you pitch an idea to somebody and they'll go, this is really great, I'll get back to you. And <laughs> if you have the confront, you go, you don't love it. You really don't love it, do you? No, no, I think it has real, no, no, honestly, if you loved it, you'd be screaming up this chain and so on. And so you see the get, difference. Get, get me Matt Damon on the phone, right? Exactly. <laughs> Precisely. I've had people chase me down the hallways to close a deal that I pitched, as opposed to, this is really interesting, Mark. Thank you so much. You know, we yeah. really appreciate your time. And you go, it's a no. You know, just <laughs> let's just deal with it, what it is. That's not, to my mind, you know, what we're going for. We're going for that really intense, passionate purpose. But it is findable. Everybody carries it everybody. And now let's hear a word from our sponsor. You know, companies are under pressure right now. I mean, pressure to get more leads, close deals faster, get better insights to create the best experience for customers. A CRM can help, but not just any CRM. One that's easy to set up, intuitive to use, and customizable to the way you do business. And that's where HubSpot comes in. HubSpot CRM is easy for everyone to use on day one, and it helps teams be more productive. Drag and drop your way to attention-grabbing emails and landing pages. Set up marketing automation to give every contact white glove treatment. Plus, AI-powered tools like Content Assistant mean less time spent on tedious manual tasks and more time for what matters, your customers. HubSpot CRM has all the tools you need to wow prospects lock in deals, and improve customer service response times. Get started today for free at HubSpot.com. Hey, marketing agency owners, you know, I can teach you the keys to doubling your business in just 90 days or your money back. Sound interesting? 
All you have to do is license our three-step process that's going to allow you to make your competitors irrelevant, charge a premium for your services, and scale perhaps without adding overhead. And here's the best part. You can license this entire system for your agency by simply participating in an upcoming agency certification intensive. Look, why create the wheel? Use a set of tools that took us over 20 years to create, and you can have them today. Check it out at dtm.world slash certification. That's dtm.world slash certification. So as we've mentioned numerous times, there are eight steps. I'm a little disappointed you couldn't come up with an acronym. Um, you know, that seems to be the, the thing to do in, in uh, consulting to call it something. Um, but, you know, then you're like twisting words to make them fit into plus, plus an eight letter Scrabble word. I mean, that, that'd be a tough one anyway, wouldn't it? Well, what's happened in business is it's become a verb. Yeah. Literally, I've been in meetings and they go, we did a think eight on it, a noun and a verb. We think eight it. You got to think eight it. It is, you know, looking for those words, duct tape, by the way, brilliant, looking for that. It was used, so I couldn't go duct tape eight, didn't go there, right? <laughs> but, but I went, um, well, what is it about it? it? It is a different way of thinking about things. It is yeah. the new think and the work we do and then the training we give to executives and so on. We talk about new think and old think, the old thing being the more conventional, the real type of thing, and the new things in terms of just going for it and out of a passion and a desire to do something significant, you know? So we just stuck with think and eight were the eight steps. So, sure. you know, it, it just it went together and that's how it's growing. You know, you, you nice. sort of hit it and people just use it and use it and use it. But we're delighted, so, of course. So I'll run through uh, quickly. Purpose, message, tone, character, content, structure, style, impact are the eight. Um, obviously, pick up the book because that's where you're going to get the full description. I want to focus on number four for a minute. Uh, character. Sure. The, and you define as the company's core values and beliefs. Do I, Again, I don't think anybody would argue that that's an important step. That's another one people <clears throat> really struggle with. They, you know, it's like, these sound good. <laughs> these should be our beliefs, right? <laughs> but I think another yeah. challenge that I, that I see a lot is, you know, the founder has beliefs. That's not necessarily everybody who's drawn to the vision's beliefs. It's not the stakeholder's shareholders it's not the customers beliefs necessarily how do you balance kind of the the fact that you almost need multiple i don't want to say multiple beliefs but you you're providing value to multiple audiences in different ways how do you kind of rectify that well first thing to understand and it's new obviously uh for you in terms of your acquaintance but those eight steps form a scale a sequence from top to bottom so by the time we get to character we have examined purposefulness, their uh, level of commitment, but basically what they stand for, what they're trying to tell their public, the way their emotional engagement, which is the tone. When we get down to character, and, and keep in mind, by the way, it might be for an individual we're doing this, but for a group, mm. they're all putting their thoughts and ideas and they find something that holds it, a piece of everything that they're talking about. So consensus is really fundamental to the process and alignment. And so when the executive senior management have all contributed, sort of democratized that process rather than having it given to them by a branding company or a PR company. Yeah. They've worked it out and they're saying, yes, that that that's a piece of it. Yes, yes, yes. And they have that agreement and it is possible to get it. We do it. Then when they hit character, this is the support, the foundation where they go, well, you've been talking about cars, but what do you feel about automobiles? What do you feel about you know, EVs? What do you feel about the economy? the worldview how do you feel about money how do you feel about 
helping people, social responsibility. Mm -hmm. What happens is you start to get into the heart and soul of the business. And it's quite interesting. Everybody carries this, but they don't really, like you said, they don't have the forum to express it. We give them the forum. When all of that's in place, those top four are really about them. The bottom four get into the more traditional product structure. That's the content and the yeah. structure. But again, that sequence really makes it possible. So it doesn't become the, the, the conclusion isn't we have a mandate. We're going to do the cheapest and the best for the maximum amount of people. And da, 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 da. Nobody loves that. We've been in meetings. I'm sure you've seen them where they're sitting there in the middle of the meeting. Another memo comes out and it's another mission statement. And they look <laughs> at each other. And we've had it happen in Europe. Yeah. We were right in the middle of it. They go, what's that? And they all gathered around and said, oh, oh boy. And they closed the computer and pushed them aside. There's nothing motivational. Now, when the management that knows who they are, to your point about how to respect stakeholders and, and lower management and those on the floor, they see the vision of a business and there's something they can decide to roll with it or they disagree, they can leave. Honestly, they can. But their stakeholders, they feel the energy. PR companies, ad companies can work with it because the brief is clear and there's a commitment. There's an authenticity. So character, transparency, authenticity are synonymous. So you finish up the steps with impact. Um, and I think that um, it's interesting. There are a lot of people that maybe they go into business thinking impact, but at some point they want to make impact. And I, and I think this is a little bit, um, if we're going to be cliche and use the sort of the Maslow's hierarchy, right. I mean, you're right. never going to achieve impact without the other stuff, are you? I mean, the other steps have to, you can't just say, I want to make this impact and here's how I'm going to do it. It's like, you got to get, you know, the, you can't transcend, you know, without having, you know, food and water, right? Exactly. But in your case, okay, coming back to you, do you, recall a moment when you saw the totality of where you're going? Like when you said, I'm doing this, but I think I can do, and actually opened up, you hadn't, you hadn't arrived yet, but you saw where it could go. Did, did you have that kind of a moment? Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. 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 I mean, I can, I, I don't know that I've arrived yet, uh, but I would say that, um, um, you know, when I started seeing the impact that some of my writing was having on people, so it were people that I w wasn't meeting, had never met, you know, and they're writing to me saying, you know, my business is what it is today, you know, because mm -hmm. of some words on paper um, that if nothing else to me really drove home the point of look at this sort of permanent impact you're having. Right. But even in the present, even though you haven't arrived at it, if you took the time and I'm sure you, you you're a thoughtful person. So if you look at where you would like to go. The reason I ask is that when we sit down with executives, when they hit that spot mm -hmm. or an individual or an entrepreneur, I just don't want to limit it to executives. It's like right. you say, career and people in life and whatever. They have a tough time with that question because they tend to minimize mm -hmm. their dream. They literally start with this wonderful purpose and they get down to the impact and you'll go, well, what do you think? And they're going, well, I'd be happy if, and then <laughs> I've seen the crossfire going, what do you mean you want this? Why don't we 10X that? Well, I don't, you know, let's go step by step. But what are you dreaming? What are you dreaming? So the impact is really a statement, the way we approach it, of an ideal scene. The ultimate result of all of their efforts, what do they wish it to be? And if they wish it, they can make it so. But they tend to shy away from the wishing. It's surprising. It's yeah, really, yeah. but if they do it, and they actually have to be coaxed into this, it's quite amusing, we find. And then suddenly they go, 
yeah. And then suddenly everything kind of shifts in that company and the systems change and the communication changes because they're all going for it. Yeah. It's not dreaming. It's actually the last point of having worked through all of that. So it's hard to jump to that without, again, that yeah, sequence. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it, I, I think a lot of times when, you know, people might think of it as a dream, you know, what they're, what they're really doing is just being very intentional um, absolutely. You know, about where they're going. So absolutely. So um, Mark, you want to tell people where I appreciate you stopping by the duct tape marketing podcast. You want to tell people where, uh, where they can connect with you, find out more about your work and obviously pick up a copy of think eight. Well, obviously the website, uh, thinkaidglobalinstitute.com. Um, Amazon, the book is there. And on the 24th of May, um, the soft cover comes out. We have that awesome. digital download right now, the Kindle version. And, uh, you know, I thank you for the opportunity, John. Um, as I said, you know, and you have been through processes and I know you <laughs> love processes. And, you know, when people uh, talk to me about process and they go, how can creativity be a process? And yeah. I explain everybody has one. They may not articulate it, maybe in the shower, three cups of coffee, but they have their process. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Awesome. Well, thanks so much again for uh, stopping by and uh, hopefully we'll run into you in the road or in Montreal one of these days. <laughs> be a pleasure. Thank you. Hey, and one final thing before you go, you know how I talk about marketing strategy, strategy before tactics. Well, sometimes it can be hard to understand where you stand in that, what needs to be done with regard to creating a marketing strategy. So we created a free tool for you. It's called the Marketing strategy assessment you can find it at marketingassessment.co not .com .co check out our free marketing assessment and learn where you are with your strategy today that's just marketingassessment.co i'd love to chat with you about the results that you get